you have to learn how to edit the podcast yourself. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button because that will immediately delete the whole recording. <gasps> now, repeat back what I said. Push the button. No, this is a that that is a button that will delete everything. Try again. Turn the knob. Uh huh. Flick that switch. Uh huh. Push the button. No. Does anyone have tape out there? I want to put some tape over Catherine. Nobody has any tape. Not a single person has tape. You have a microphone in your bag. If anybody's going to have tape, it's you. I have to do everything. You're wasting a lot of time here. I am Catherine. This is a really bad sign. Adams and welcome to episode 15 of Mark's Mess Podcast. We're with my daughters Charlotte. Hello. And Catherine. Hello. And Scooby. And we've got the dog in with us for some odd reason. We look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide and this month it is the letter M which marks our halfway journey of the alphabet. If you would like to contact us you can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com or on twitter on at Mark's Mess Podcast without the T. On our webpage, marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook page, Mark's Mess Podcasts. Yes, and we have had a couple of people who have contacted us. Thank you very much. Uh, through, well, I'm about to tell you. Okay. Uh, when I put up the last podcast, what was it about? Uh, no, not uh, L. <laughs> Sorry, L. L. Sorry. I know the ones after. Now I have to do the ones before. Right. So uh, Charlotte has that a slight... That doesn't make any sense to the Charlotte, listeners. Charlotte doesn't know the alphabet. Well, I know what did alphabet. We, what did we talk about? Lol. Yes, it was laughter uh, stuff, laugh out loud no, you stuff. Don't, you don't say lol, you go lol. For the podcast... <laughs> Picture, yeah, I put on a picture on Facebook. It was of Mrs. Slocum from Goodbye, Mrs. Noah, or Come Back, Mrs. Noah, uh, which we didn't talk about. But um, I apologize if I get your name totally wrong. But Gutan Sharan, please forgive me. He asked yes. if that was Mrs. Slocum from Are You Being Served? And I pointed out to the same actress, Molly Sugden. Gutan and Ruth Sutherland got into a wee bit of conversation about their their love of British sitcoms, like Hello, Hello and Are You Being Served? Really? We just did a <laughs> podcast on that. It's a funny... It's, it's comedy in a situation. Oh. Uh, so like, Ms. Hello, Hello is uh, the hello. French resistance in the Second hello, World War. Hello, hello. Are you being served is in a department. Are you being served is in a department store. Hello, hello. No, it was really funny because they had um, the French in it spoke with a French accent, and the English talked really posh English accent, and they couldn't understand each other. So they had to have somebody translate. I will translate for you. Hello, how do you do? In the trenches in World War, I think it was World War One. Nobody understood each other because the Australians, even though they talked English, they talked a different type of English from the English. And you do realise there are people throughout the world who speak English as a native language who are going, "What did she say there?" 
Uncle John, John Adams, he first of all got to us on Twitter and he said, I'm so happy I kept shouting Hitchhikers and Red Dwarf, hashtag dog's milk. So he really liked that. We talked about this. No, we didn't. We did. We didn't. (laughs) Wait. Uh, I remember something about dogs. I can't remember what it was. What dog's did, milk. What did we talk about? Dog's milk lasts longer than any other milk. Oh, yeah, because nobody oh, yeah. drinks it. Because nobody else drinks it. Anyway, he also said he loved Charlotte's American accent. What a talent, he said. <laughs> I know. We haven't had any death threats from America due to the accent. Yet. Yet. Also on the Twitter, Andrew Morton gave us an alternative answer to what uh, Spider-Man's favourite month is. And he yeah. said, surely Spider-Man's favourite month has to be May. I don't get it. Aunt May. His aunt, the person who looks after him, is called Aunt May. Basically, oh, his oh, mother. I, I get it. Spider-Man, Aunt. <laughs> yeah, well, if that's what you got out of it. That's good. Okay. Also, our friends Darn and Roof in Xenozonic Xenophiles have, have retweeted us a couple of times. And also, they uh, were talking to 20th Century Geek Podcast, who did a podcast about Red Dwarf. And they said they might uh, that we might be interested in hearing what they had to say. And I will listen to it next month. What do we why, ne- not, why not now? Why not, why well, at the moment, see, first of all, I'm watching... Uh, Agent of Shield. So I have to, which is great. Which I so I have to listen (laughs) to Welcome to Level Seven. (laughs) That's great. Uh, We're a few weeks behind them. Also, watch Level Seven is tonight. It's tonight. Yep. And also, I'm listening. What's the highest level? I do. It's made up. Any you're a writer, you write up any. I think it's what's Colson. I think he's orange. I have no idea what you're saying. What number is he then? Ooh. What number? They don't do numbers anymore. It's colours. What number was he? Seven. And also, I watched Doctor Who. We watched Doctor Who. Are we enjoying it? No. No, you didn't like the last I one? I didn't like that one. I was no. boring. That, yeah, it was really boring. Happened. I think that's because we had to stop five times because people spilled drinks, and had to dog. get a drink, spilled another drink. And the dog was going crazy. <clears throat> and the dog was going crazy. <laughs> it was going hyper. Anyway, because I watched Doctor Who, I listened to Radio Free Scarrow. What's Radio Free Scarrow? Radio, not, not not Radio Three, Radio Three. Radio it's, Free. It's it's a podcast it's that talks. It, it, free. As in freedom. Oh, freedom. They're, a po- they're a podcast that talk about uh, Doctor Who uh, episodes. It's really oh, nice. Okay. Those are our things. If I miss something that you sent me, please let me know again, and you can contact as well. But we are indeed talking about the letter M, and we've got well, we've got two M's to go through. And it's the girls taking the lead in these oh, because yeah. the first one before the break, we're going to be talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe oh. movies, which Catherine is. That wasn't Catherine not being excited. <laughs> That's Catherine getting up onto the bed where we record. Uh, and no. Uh, no. Oh yes, coming into the recording studio, getting on the seat of it, yes. Also, after the break, uh, Catherine is going to be listening to some music. Me? Yes, you. Yeah. If if you you turned up at the meetings for this, the script meetings for this, you'd know about it. So first of all... script meeting room. In our script meeting room. Anyway, Marvel Cinematic Universe. 2008, the first of the Marvel Cinematic movies came out, which was Iron Man. Closely followed that year with The Incredible Hulk. Two years later, we had Iron Man 2, which built up with Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, up until it came to the Avengers of Europe and Britain, to make sure we didn't know it was Steed and Purdy. It was the Avengers Assemble. 
and then Iron Man 3, Thor, Captain America, Winter Soldier, then Guardians of the Galaxy came I out. No I think that's the very first one I took you to, Charlotte. Then straight into Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America, Civil War, and uh, Doctor Strange. And this year we've had Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which we just watched the other week. Yeah. If you listen to the end of the podcast, we'll tell you what we thought in a spoilery zone, but we won't do it now. We'll try and keep spoiler free as much as we can. So if something's out in DVD, been, been out in DVD for a while, there might be a few spoilers, but we'll try and keep them as simple as possible. So I asked Charlotte, who is a big fan of the Marvel movies, and she's been watching a lot of them in DVD, what her favourite... Again and again and again. Again and again and again. Catherine is not interested in them, are you? No. No. So Charlotte, can you talk us through your top five Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? My top five in no particular order. I've got the DVDs here. Got Ant Man. Right. Tell us about Ant Man. Why is it in your five? Because it's very funny and it's got Thomas the Tank Engine in it. <laughs> and the guy and the guy who speaks really fast and all his friends speak like him. Yeah, it's yes, hilarious. it's the friend who has to keep um describing what happened and it's always his voice even if it's other people. Okay, what is your next one, your top five? Just to point out, these are not in any particular order. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a favourite one of ours when we went to see it. So I think that was the very first one I took you to, which I know I've already said, but I'm saying it again. Yeah. Um, why? Just the clip bit at the end. <laughs> Dancing Groot. Baby Groot. That yeah. is it. That's the only reason you like the movie. No, so if all it was was two and a half... And the, and the best bit in, in the actual movie, not the clip at the end. The clip at the end was the best bit of the whole thing, but the best bit in the movie was when Groot grew the flowers out of his hand and gave it to a wee girl. That was so sweet. That was on uh, the space station place. When they were visiting that collector guy. Oh, the collector. Yes. Yeah. There were so many things in that movie that were nods to... Um, Mar the Marvel Universe. I mean, I, I loved the bit where they sh showed a celestial just a for a second, a big giant world eater. Okay, I was I just finished watching Thor and Dark World today. There's a clip about the collector at the end, and he's like, "Yes, I have one of the five stones." Yeah, see, it all ties in together. I think that was the one just before Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, yeah. what what's your next one? Doctor Strange. Why on earth, Doctor? I mean, Doctor Strange is not a character I naturally go to in the mm -hmm. comics. Uh, I enjoyed the movie, but why did you enjoy it? I because I like the movies that tell you how they became who they are now. You're a big one on origin stories, aren't you? What's that? Yeah. An origin story is how somebody became basically someone. Like history, basically their background. Basically yeah. history. Yeah. How, how they became the superhero they are. What was your favourite bit in Doctor Strange? We didn't go and see it in the cinema. We saw it on DVD, so it's yeah. fairly recent in our memory. My favourite bit was about the cloak. Oh, the cloak the became cloak. like a sidekick? Yeah, it's funny. Somebody compared it to the rug in Aladdin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, next one. Captain America, the first Avenger. I absolutely love this one. Partly because of the music, but also Speak about that later on. I just like it because it's set in World War Two, and I just love World War. I don't know why. 
Not that I love war or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which explains why you fight with your sister a lot. Many <laughs> Three years time. I don't know, I just picked a random number. <laughs> okay, three years' time, it's going to be the fight of the century between battling Catherine and... Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> so, what was your fifth one? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was awesome. If you thought the first one was good, you'll love the second one. A bit, a bit disappointed I didn't see much Cosmo. I was really confused. I was really confused. No, we'll talk about this at the end. But Cosmo is a astronaut dog. the first dog in space or something? Who knows? I have never read his background. And we had hard to duck again. Those are your top five. I don't. I tend not to rate them because they are all part of one big long story. And if I if I went, oh, I don't. I hate that one. I love that one. It would put me off. A lot of them. I could watch them all. Can we have a movie marathon sometime no. over the summer holidays? Do you no. Just watch them all. No. No. We do Mom. not have that much time in the world. Just over the holidays. Even just me on my own. You do that anyway. Yeah. But anyway. what? Okay. Those were your favourite. What was your least favourite? Probably one of the Iron Man ones. Yeah, you said. Oh you, yeah, I watched a bit of the first one. Yeah, because you were up late one night. Yeah. Uh, you, you, Charlotte, you said to me once that you don't like our, the first Iron Man movie. It's very dark. Right. Yeah, and the first suit only lasts like five minutes. <laughs> well, it still saves his life, but that's interesting. A lot of people would say that that is the best of the movies, and some people would say the worst of them would be one of the Thor movies. But it's up to you to decide what your favourites are. I didn't are. really like the Thor, Thor Dark World. I, it was really dark. But uh, I enjoyed it. The name. I enjoyed it. Should you be quiet? <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. But I, I love the fact that you're deciding yourself which are your favourite movies. And I think that's important to do for anything in life. Don't, don't worry about what other people say. But whatever you enjoy, you enjoy. So that's good. And later on this year, we have got Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. What's that? Spider-Man. What does Homecoming mean? Coming, coming home. home. <laughs> Why don't they just go coming home then? Spi- uh. Well, he probably has keys to get in himself. Mm-hmm. And also Thor Ragnarok, the third Thor movie. We've seen the trailer for both of those. And we are excited. <laughs> We're excited for a bit of Thor and Hulk fighting. Oh, yeah. And I think you might be going to see Wonder Woman. Might be. Might be. I'm not that interested in with seeing her. With her friends. With her friends, because she's got friends. Right, thank you very much, Charlotte. I would love to hear what your favourite Marvel movies are, if you agree with Charlotte in her top five, and if you would change one of them out for By something else. By the way, else. Baymax doesn't count. I asked that. Yes, I didn't. Big al- Hero 6. So. I didn't allow Big Hero 6. I don't think it fits in well with it the Marvel does, Cinematic Universe. Stan Lee in it. It's a classic Marvel movie. It has, super it has superheroes. It has marshmallows. A, a sob story. <laughs> it has superheroes, sob story, and Stan Lee. What more? Could it you has add? a marshmallow. I, I want it directly connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the things Stan I Lee. one of the things I like about Marvel Comics is it's one big universe. I don't know what they've done now in the past couple of years, but when I was reading it, it was one big universe. Thor would fly past a window in Spider-Man's uh, work and uh, things like that. 
So, Baymax and Hero flew flew over a bridge. Yeah, I think I think Big Hero no, Six is a great movie. San from Tokyo. San Francisco and Tokyo mushed together. <laughs> exactly. And Mush. nothing like that has been mentioned in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just like some... Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a break now. And after the break, we're going to look at some music with Catherine. DJ Catherine in the house. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, great. No. So we'll see you in a wee minute. Totally. Goodbye. Guys, we finally developed our time machine. Should we use it to go back and see how Stonehenge was built? Or become friends with Hitler and convince him to stay in art school? Or we could go back in time and get the comic books we missed. Yeah! yeah! The Comic Book Time Machine. A journey back in time to explore comic books. Good and bad. Whether from seven decades ago or seven days ago. Join our journey at comicbooktimemachine.com. The end of the world is approaching. Soon the planet will be engulfed in a nuclear Armageddon. And the only people that can prevent this from happening are considered to be the greatest villains of all time. The only thing standing in their way is the Justice League. In 2005, uh, wait a second. Are, are we sure about that date this time? Yeah, it's 2005. We're sure this time. Let's just be perfectly clear. I hate all of you so much. Okay, good. Got that. All right. In 2005, DC Comics began publishing a 12-issue bi-monthly comic called Justice. Written by Jim Kruger with art by Alex Ross and Doug Braithwaite, this series was essentially a super friends for adults. And now another group of super friends has come together to discuss all 12 issues in a podcasting crossover called JL May 2017. The excitement begins on the April 30th episode of the Fire and Water podcast and continues into Supermates, the Idle Head of Diabolu podcast, Views from the Longbox, the Pulp to Pixel podcast, the Lantern cast, the Shazam cast, Comic Reflections, the Silver and Gold podcast, The Power of Fishnets, Waiting for Doom, and Justice's First Dawn, J.L. May 2017. Last year, they covered the beginning of the Justice League. This year, they discuss and review the League's toughest battle. The coverage begins on April 30th on the Fire and Water podcast, located at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Welcome back to our second half. You heard some promos. I'm not entirely sure at this stage what promos I would play, but I heartily recommend any of the uh, podcasts I promo at all because they're good stuff. Before the break, we looked at the Marvel Cinematic Movies through the eyes of Charlotte. And this time we're going to look at the music from uh, geeky stuff through the ears of Catherine. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some theme tunes for either movies or TV shows. And will, I want, I know any, will I know any of them? I don't think you will, but I want you, what, what I want you to do is in your imagination, paint a picture of what it is about. And you tell me what type of thing it is about. I'm going to go straight into the first oh, one. So it's like an adventure one. Oh, adventure, like yeah. Space one. It's my thing. Yeah, So it's like someone important is coming in and they're just like, oh, hello. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it's from, first of all. Captain America. It, it is from, it should be from, Back to the Future, the movie franchise from the uh, 1985. Alan Silvestri was the composer of this music. And music is very important to give a good feel to it. Any of the geeks out there listening will go, oh, I know what that is instantly. That, and that give you a chill down the spine for when we first saw the movie back in 1985. He also, Alan Silvestri, also wrote music for Night at the Museum. Oh. Yeah. Captain America, First Avenger. Oh, I love that music. I am a brass band man, and that is just that is on my car all the time. Not all the time, but some of it. Oh, that's on in the car. I was wondering what you meant there. And it's also he also did the Avengers music. So uh, really good. Okay, well stop that. Next one is from a TV series from the seventies. Sounds like Darth Theater's coming in. Right. Like something evil. It sounds very evil. Oh, then it sounds like somebody's playing a trumpet. And it's... <laughs> it does! Well, no, somebody isn't playing a trumpet. What type of TV program do you think this is? Like... Like a medieval one. Right. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay, Charlotte, can you guess what it is? It's medieval, not medieval. Right, stop telling your sister off and tell me what it is. No idea. Right. No, actually, it's Battlestar Galactica. It's what? A, it's a, about a spaceship that is leading people to a promised land of Earth through space. To get away from the Cylons, the bad guys. Well, the Cylons are in armor. They're really robots. And, uh, you know, they're based... The the Galactic crew are based on Egyptian mythology. But it's all in space, so... Yeah, that's not bad. But just the idea of that, you know... That stuff is a really powerful tune to it. You know, especially with trumpets and stuff behind it. Trombones, yeah. And trombones. Of course, trombones. You can't have it without trombones. And they've got violins as well and cymbals. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the next one. This is. This is another TV series. Another 70s. Is what started. Adventure Time. No, it's not Adventure, Adventure Time. time Listen and you will find out. Right, what type of show is Catherine? It sounds like a black and white one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think. It sounds like 
serious, sort of. How is that serious? Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's Blake 7, which was a BBC sci-fi show. Think. No, no, it wasn't. It was think well, about. Is there going to be any that we actually know? No, because well, there will be ones that you know. There will. Um, but it was like a, a warped version of Starfleet, What's where that? these pirates took over a spaceship <laughs> and. Of the Caribbean. These pirates pi- of the spaceship. Yeah, space pirates. Basically, pa- they were space pirates. Pirates of the galaxy. And they were freedom fighters, and they fought against a, a corrupt regime. I just realized how political it was. So, uh, again, to me, that is a very iconic tune. It was written by the Australian composer Dudley Simpson, who also wrote a lot of the Doctor Who music. Dudley Simpson. <laughs> one of you finds Dudley funny, one of you finds Simpson funny. Yeah, yeah. Dudley from Harry Potter, Simpson from The Simpsons. Okay. There's a boy in my class called Matthew Simpson. <laughs> I don't think it's him. Uh, and he also he did a lot of the Doctor Who music of, oh, of that era. I don't know what that was. Ah! Okay, let's go to the next one. Hi, Potter. Oh, hi, Potter. Hey, hey, Potter. We did Harry Potter in school. Did you? Yeah, that was one of our topics. I'm amazed you knew what it was. There's a whole lot of... That weird music is Charlotte singing it. Do you know who composed it? Do you know who composed it? A person. Harry Potter. The person who composed it was John Williams. John Williams wrote a lot of very iconic movie soundtracks. And you wouldn't know them. I'm just checking to see what we have here. Two of the movies. Two of the Harry Potter movies. Second one's the best. He also did the Star Wars music. All of it. When he was doing the Star Wars music, he uh, had the thing in his head that if there were no words in this, to let people know what was going on. So when you get the Darth Vader march, which goes... I I don't like the fact that you immediately go, da. What about ma? Why does it have to be dads who get the bad reputation? It sounds like a sheep I just had a thought. What we could do is get... What we could do is get a friendly farmer do the whole of Star Wars with sheep. Or cats. Or cats. Meow, 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 meow. Sounds like you're shooting with their... Sounds like you're fighting. Or going really fast. That could be the That could be on the way. Meow, 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 meow. No, I keep on losing this ear. Anyway, let's get back to the main topic. Okay. He also he also did this lovely piece of music. Can you... Do you know, uh, before you tell me what it is, or if you know who it is, don't say, but if you uh, are going to, just tell me what it's about. Me too. Oh, I know this one. Do you? It's about somebody. Who is is it? Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It's Indiana Jones! Indiana Jones! I was there for the Indiana Jones uh, watching it in the cinema. We were on holidays near Blackpool. And not Oscar with, with another family. 
and we had the choice of either going to see uh, the new Bond movie, or I wasn't that interested, or this thing about an arc. I thought, I'll go and see that. Boy, we loved that. We came out. Who's we? Me and a guy from the other family. Were you staying with the family? No, we all went on holidays together. First time, it was a great holiday. So your family and their family? Their family, yeah. As in the two families. What did Uncle John and Uncle Roger go see? Uh, it was Uncle Roger that time. He went to see uh, the Bond movie, which uh, oh, I can't remember which one it was. Did uh, he think it was any good? Yeah, he thought it was okay, but ours was a lot better. It was a good choice because uh, it wasn't called Indiana Jones. It was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Anyway, so that and was. They renamed it later on. Yeah, because Indiana Jones became an iconic name. Do you know why he's called in, uh, Indiana? Because he's born in India. No, Indiana is a state. Oh. Why? Who's born in Indiana? According to the third movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he called himself that after the dog. <laughs> so you would be called Scooby Adams. <laughs> Don't think it would quite work. Anyway, that is also a John Williams one. So, and a third one, you should re- uh, know who this is. Oh, I can't remember. That is the most awesome music to run to. If you, uh, I had that on. I was actually it was Michael Bailey who does a podcast about Superman in my early days of running. I had that on, and whenever it got to that music, it gave me a push on. So thank you very much, Michael. Uh, I remember. Oh, sorry, I keep on remembering Galaxy Mashed Potatoes. I don't know why. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, very iconic music again. You think about all the John Williams stuff. If you looked him up, you would find out he did fantastic work. Yeah, stop, stop singing it. Stop singing it. I have stopped the music. No more music. So what would movies be like without music? Boring. Yeah. They would be. There's a movie called Castaway, uh, Tom Hanks, and he was cast away on an island. And to give the the feeling of loneliness, he didn't have any music on in the background, which really annoyed us because there were teenagers in front of me, me and your mother, who were busy on their phones when we saw it. But it gave a really eerie feel to it. But if you go back a hundred years ago, where there was no talkie music movies. They had silent movies. They had music. And black what, and white silent movies. Black and white silent movies. Yeah, what what they would do them. before they could record movies and have it synced, they, some cinemas would have had a pianist. And they would have been given a the what? music and they would play through the a whole piano, movie. The person that plays the piano. The person that plays the piano. They would uh, know where to play or what bits to play where. And it really gave the excitement. Uh, to the movie. If it was a chase scene, what sort of music would it be? If it was a romantic bit, what would it be? If it was a fight. That's the same one you have for the chase music. And the romantic music. Yes. It's important to have this music because it gives us, it lets us know as viewers what is happening. Right, whether we're meant to be excited or whether we're meant to be scared. Think about Scooby Doo music. That's not Scooby Doo, but that's that's more. That, that just sounds like a ghost. There's a comedian called Eddie Izzard who says that people in scary movies should listen to the music to know where to go. 
In other words, oh, will I go down this dark corridor? Ooh, nope, won't go down there. Will I go down this dark corridor? Ooh, nope, won't. will I go down this corridor? Oh, I'll go down this one. Okay. Yeah, you can tell a lot of movies from the music. Mm-hmm. And like, a- where, say, somebody's sneaking up on somebody, you can tell when they're going to pounce. And they use music to raise tension. And, like, movie. if somebody's in a room and it's like, duh, dun, duh, dun, you can That's tell. If a shark is in the room, <laughs> oh no, there's a shark in my cup of tea. <laughs> then you can tell something's going to happen. Yep. If somebody's going down the sk- stairs, going. So, thank you very much, girls. That was good conversation. This has been a Mark's Mess podcast brought to you by the letter... M! Of geekery. All characters are property of their own owners and not of us. We own nothing. Maybe you have a favourite M that you'd like to share with us. Maybe it's one of the Marvel Cinematic movies. Maybe it is a favourite musical moment from the mo- any geekery. So please do contact us. You can t- contact us by email at bymarksmess at gmail.com On Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T On our webpage marksmess on our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com <laughs> or on our Facebook page marksmesspodcast And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music we will be back next month with our letter N. Which what Napoleon. what will we talk about in the N? Napoleon ice cream. Napoleon Napoleon. What's Napoleon ice cream? <laughs> that's not ice cream. No, that's chocolate Napoleon. vanilla. That's Neapolitan. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've gone about. You're in history class and they're talking about Napoleon. You wonder when are they going to talk about his ice cream? I want to know about his ice cream. When's Napoleon's ice cream coming? (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. We're off to get some Napoleon ice cream. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay, this is a bit where Charlotte and I are going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Be warned, there will be spoilers in it. We went along one evening. That's an alarm for spoilers. That's a lorry delivering Napoleon ice cream. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, dear me. Right, so we went along. We were excited about seeing it. We hadn't been to a Marvel movie. I was more excited than you. I, you probably were because you wanted to see what was happening. I'd seen bits and pieces online and I tried to stay away from spoilers as much as possible. To tell you the truth, I was totally unspoiled. Uh, there were bits of it I loved, bits of it. Nope, just bits of it I loved. I said big spoiler. What did you see a big spoiler of? Yondu dies. Did you know that? No, I'm just saying a big spoiler. Oh, you're just saying a big spoiler. <laughs> Well, you've been warned about spoilers. Okay, uh, a great movie. I the bits I liked were the old guardians seeing them. Although I had to look some of them up when what, I got home. What, who was, when was that? Um, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone played one of them. When in the movie at the very end and in the middle a wee bit as well. 
There were different ones. You'd need to know who they were because they were quite unique in what they looked like. Yondu was one of the first ones. The original ones, but that's in the comics. It's not really in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So tell me through three of your favorite bits. Uh, Groot, when he's dancing to Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, that was a very surreal moment. A great way to open the movie, yeah. I have to say, with them fighting this pan dimensional being. But Skin sticker on the inside. Nope, just the same. And it was a bit where he, uh, Groot was busy dancing, and then it was... Drax fell yeah. behind him, and then Groot stopped dancing. Then Drax looked away, and Groot danced, and then Drax looked, and Groot stopped dancing. That was hilarious. Okay, that was moment one. Moment two. When he had to go look for Yondu's new hair. <laughs> he kept on coming back. He came back with somebody's eye. He came back with, I don't know what. Yes, a finger uh, and yeah. things like that. And also we find out why Groot doesn't like hats. Because yes. one moment you've got a head one shape, and the next moment you've got a head another shape. Yes. Okay, third mo- best moment? The button. <laughs> Which we have parodied at the start of this. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't know that's what we were doing. Yes, the button. It w- I have to say, the button was one of those ones that was in the trailer. Yes. And it was still funny when we saw it in the movie. I liked the whole Kurt Russell as Ego. You don't know about this, but Ego is a, a, a character in the comics. He's a living planet that goes about eating is other that planets. His dad? Yeah, his dad. And uh, that was just so, so well done. How are you meant to do a, a living planet? And they did it. That's just mind-boggling how well they could do that. And also, boggle, 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 also b- bringing the Hoff into it. Again, you don't know who David Hasselhoff is. No idea. I grew up with Knight Rider and Baywatch and things like that, where he was the Baywatch. cool guy. Uh, so just to have David Hasselhoff turn up, I, I didn't expect that. Uh, another thing is the music. The music really made this movie. Take it, more than any other uh, of the Marvel movies, taking uh, music from, well, my era, the 80s, and seventies and sticking it into the movie, it it just lightened up the movie. Yep. Yeah. It was funny the bit where Rocket was repairing the sh- ship, just sprayed something on it, repaired the ship. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. I liked Rocket's fight on the the forest planet on Endor. Yeah. It was you know it shows you that Rocket is a real thinker. He's a real guy, strate- strategist. He can work his way out of, think his way out of things. Yep. Yep. And it uh, developed a character. I liked Mantis. Mantis is a comic. Um, Mantis is a character from the comics, and she's different in this. But I, I didn't really read that much about her before. But uh, it's pretty good, and just so much. I can't wait till he gets back to Earth. Till he gets a Zune. There's so much in it. There's so many things in it. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I mean, wow. <laughs> that was funny. That is hilarious. Uh, it's one of those... I've seen t-shirts of that already. And then... We, this one will be out, what, a couple of weeks? It's been only been out a couple of weeks. Uh, and also, the other thing... I got really confused in the credits. Because Jeff Goldblum, who's an actor, he plays a guy... I thought... Wasn't he meant to be in this movie? I didn't see. I must have missed him in the movie, but it wasn't. He's uh, the games master. 
in Thor Ragnarok. Why he was in this, I don't know, but it was it was good, and we got five post credit scenes. Yes. Can you remember them all? Teenage Groot. Teenage Groot. That yep. was the very last one. Yeah. You had the yeah. golden woman who had uh, a video cocoon. Games. A cocoon. Oh, the video games bit. That was so that's, well that's done. That's actually a really good idea. But that's what we did in the 80s. We all went down to the arcade and played video games like that. That was just... That, but it's actually a really good idea because nobody gets killed. Yeah. They had an episode of Stargate SG-1 where they did that on a planet. Does that sound for Stargate, Stargate 1? Stargate, the team, the first team of Stargate. Oh. Anyway, Stargate's a whole new thing, a whole different thing, and uh, I, I like it a lot. And uh, the, the post-credits, they had the guy with the whistling arrow yes. that went into Drax. Try, yeah, trying to yeah, work, work it. it. They had uh, the golden woman who had a cocoon. That yeah. is, she called Adam. That's Adam Warnock, who is like a Christ figure in the Marvel Universe. Or it could have been Adam and Eve. I think not. That's what I thought. Let's see, that's three of them. I can't remember what the other ones were. Stanley. Stanley. Oh, yes, the Watcher. They brought the Watchers into the Marvel Cinematic Watchers are these people who, there's one on the moon in the Marvel Universe who watches everything that happens, and he turns up in big, major events, but he will not, under any circumstance at all, interfere or help at all. So he ends up helping a lot. Uh, so that's four. I can't remember what the last one is. Google it. I will Google. Well, I won't Google it now, but we'll Google it another time. Because if you've seen the movie, you know what it is, uh, and we'll have worked it out by the time you get to a keyboard. Uh, but uh, really good. Uh, would you have it as one of your top ones? You've you've have it, have it in your top five. Would you have it at the top of the top five? Yes. Yes. Uh, I would as well. But I'll wait till I get to the DVD because there will be a lot of paused moments in it. If, I'm ba- if we're getting the DVD, I'm watching it again and again and again. We're getting and again the DVD. Uh, we've got them all on DVD. Why would I stop now? Uh, so thank you anyway. And we are very much looking forward to Spider-Man Homecoming. And I'm looking forward to Thor the Ragnarok. I don't know if you are or not. I don't know. You, do, you don't have to come in with me. I can go by myself. I'm still coming. You're still coming? Okay. And then we've got Star Wars. And then you can do your own segment on Wonder Woman. Thanks very much for listening to the end of this bit, and we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.